And good morning, New Bern. This is City Talk Live with Lee Bettis and Sabrina Bengal, and we are welcoming you on 94.1. WNBU. And we're so glad WNBU. to have you here with us today at City Talk. Um, we want you to get involved in telling us what's on your mind and what's going on in New Bern, so you can email us, citytalk at talknewburn.net. You could call us, 252-633-4243. You can like us on Facebook at Talk Newburn. You can tweet us at Talk Newburn, and we are here talking Newburn. Um, you know, Lee got up this morning, and you thought um, we were going to have a guest this morning. Well, I did, but you know, um, of course, all the news media, the school sent out their notice. The city sent out their notification saying, you know, dangerous conditions, urging the citizens to stay put. They canceled school, and I woke up and. It's just another day. <laughs> I know. I felt so ridiculous making snow angels in the yard. And then I realized it was just grass and, and leaves. Yeah. I, I thought you looked a little green today. I, I have leaves all over me. It's like <laughs> but, this snow is awfully brown. But all right, you I'll know, go with it. Uh, as forecasts come and go, we, we know we want everybody to be safe. And as the rain and sleet or whatever comes our way, we hope everybody will take precautions. But that means you're home today. You probably got a nice cup of coffee. Hold on. Hold it's, on. Hold on. Are the, are the courts? Are the courts closed today? That, I don't know. That's your ball of whack. That's not Somebody mine. Somebody needs to tell us now if okay. those courts are closed. <laughs> I guess not because you look like you're ready to go. But, you know, if you're home and you're listening to us or you're driving in your car, um, it's going to be hot in here today. So uh, you can listen to us and warm up. And we've got a lot to talk about today. And uh, we're sorry that our guests, you know, we've been in this discussion about, you know, the, the rampant use of drugs beyond pills, the heroin the deaths that it's causing, it's ravaging our young people, it's ravaging, you know, middle-aged and older people. It is just, uh, you know, an epidemic, unfortunately. And so uh, we had Sheriff Manette on a few weeks ago and uh, started that conversation, and it really kind of has lit me up, and I'm, you know, on a path oh, trying on, Sabrina, to— I was. this is what's called admin week. Every month we have an administrative week over at Superior Court— I sat up there in front of Judge Alford and uh, doing pleas when I can't when you there's not enough to take someone to trial and it looks like they got him dead to rights like one guy uh, they caught him pulled over on the side of the road with a heroin needle sticking out of his arm oh, um, passed out this guy's pulled over to shoot up um, passed out there and they found heroin and um, and I guess you can put uh, mix up pills with water or something and shoot them up too so here's the deal he's passed out I got the cops find him. No defense whatsoever, and he was a third of the line of this. This guy had been a long-distance truck driver, got, got into an accident, broke his back, broke both of his legs, extensive surgery, got into oxycodone because the doctors, and he still needs more surgeries. Doctors um, put him on this oxycodone stuff. Next thing you know, um, two years later, he's on the street scrounging around for heroin. So I got up in front of Judge Alford, who is just uh, doing the yeoman's job in this, and he really tries to, 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 to craft judgments. And I said, Judge, I wish I could say something other than ditto. Ditto. And that's not a good position. I'm disgusted by it, well, and by, I think by my we, own inability and I, to and help. And I think we all are. And that was hence our show today. We announced that we were going to have Tamika Gilchrist, who is from CSAP, which is the Coastal Carolina, uh, which is the maybe coastal... Is it the Coastal Coalition um, for Substance Abuse I Prevention? And, you know, it's an important group that's out there that is trying to educate our young people and really talk about 
substance abuse. Well, you know what? I just our guests our guests were worried about the they're coming from Jacksonville, right? So they're worried about the snow. She just texted me. We're gonna have her on the phone okay, right great. after the break. Good, good, good. So we'll have her back here. But th- that's great. But I do want to mention something else. I'm really glad to hear that because I want to send out my very, very heartfelt love and admiration to Tommy Moore. You know, Tommy Moore of Moore's Barbecue, the one and only old Tommy Moore's Barbecue. Uh, closed Is it his stores. birthday? No, they closed their doors this week. Tommy has decided to retire, and he has sold he has sold Moore's Barbecue. And oh no, 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 Tommy Moore! If you're listening, go down there, <laughs> open that place back up, throw a pig back on the. No, what is that? Well, you can't do that. You know what's going to happen is that's absolutely incredible. It, no, no. I, look, let me tell you something. Tommy deserves to spend time with his wife and his family. The man has worked hard. His father started the business in the '40s. He's carried it on all these years. And wait, I want you to know something this is from the bottom of my heart there is nobody and I mean nobody better in this community that has more heart for people than Tommy Moore you remember the 300th when he made that in uh, Guinness breaking I'm well, telling you he, he's good sandwich I'm you know I'm getting the signal that we're going to probably come on here and break but we come back I still have to pontificate on Tommy no Moore that is sad because I just think he is what Newburn is really all about and we talk we talk because we love and we love I people love like Tommy Moore but uh, we're going to come back with more discussion today on what's more going on. Discussion. More discussion. More discussion on what's happening in and around Newburn. Our guest is going to be able to call in with us. And so everybody get that other cup of coffee and uh, we're going to come. Wasn't there somebody who could have taken over? I can cook a pig maybe. There is going to be somebody to take over and we're going to talk about that when oh, we come really? back. All righty. And get another cup of coffee. We'll be right back. Imagine what you say. You're back here on City Talk 94.1. What is it? W, I can't say it like that. W-M-B-U. Okay, that's not Here my high name. atop the Omarks building in downtown Newburn. Snowy day out there. Oh, Stay don't home be telling stories. It's not snowing. It's just it's, a little if cold. If it's not snowing, then how come the schools are closed? Well, this because is, this, they have to do what they have to do. They have children all over throughout the county, and they have to be this safe. This is the new snow. Yes. This <laughs> is southern snow. <laughs> Southern snow. <laughs> it is the it, potential it, it, of snow. That's right. It is what it is. But you know, when we went to break, I was talking just about Tommy Moore, his retirement, Moore's Barbecue out there on Martin Luther King Boulevard, and and let me tell you something again. I just can't reiterate how wonderful a person Tommy Moore is. All about the people. He loves this community. All about that pig. He about is. that pig. You know, no chicken. <laughs> All about that pig, about that pig, no chickens. You are so bad, Lee, but Tommy, I I love you, honey, don't don't mind Lee. But his statement was really profound to me, made in the paper. He said, Newburn is not just about the bricks and the mortar, it's about the people. And that's what makes Newburn such a fantastic place, and he is so right on. He did have chicken, by the way. And look, maybe we can get him to come on the show one time and talk about his years of, you know, being in business in this city and his family and, you know, just what a great guy he really is. So, so Tommy Moore, City Talk loves you, and Newburn loves you, and... um, My father-in-law loves you. Enjoy, enjoy your retirement, enjoy your family, and, you know, to David Moore, the new owner, I say that, uh, you know, we'd love to have you on as well because we welcome you into this community. We welcome you into this business, and I hope you have as much success as Tommy had and that you're as wonderful as Tommy is. So, he can tell us the story said. of the three little pigs. Yes, get out of here. That All he right, cooked. let's talk about our, our guest. We're very fortunate today in that um, our guest is able to call in to us. You know, the weather it was kind of forecast to be bad. She was down in Jacksonville, and we certainly did not want her to get on that awful 
two leg as I my mother in law used to call it two legged highway between Jacksonville and um, uh, New Bern. So I'm glad she's been able to call in. Hopefully we're going to see Highway 17 widen here in the very near future. So that'll make that road <laughs> really? a whole lot safer. And that's another discussion for another day. But um, Lee, you want to talk about our guest? Good morning. Um, Tamika, are you, are you on and can you hear us? Um, um, yes, Felicia is here. <laughs> oh, sorry, Felicia. Is it oh, Felicia, Felicia I'm Felicia. sorry. Felicia, um, you're, you're live on the air. Tell everybody who you are right now. And, and tell them what your organization is. It's a wonderful organization. I know, but tell the folks at home. Um, yes, good morning. Um, my name is Talisa Fowler. I am the project director for Coastal Coalition for Substance Abuse Prevention, which we call CSAP, CCSAP. We are a multi-county um, coalition that works in um, Craven, Carteret, Jones, Onslow, and Pamlico County to help with creating um, communities that are free of substance abuse. So we work um, trying to reduce underage drinking and work to reduce prescription um, drug misuse. And we try to teach or educate about proper storage. All right, tell me something. Uh, what? Tell the folks at home, we talk about it anecdotally, but how big is this problem? And, and are you seeing it get better or worse? Um, actually, um, since um, 1999, the increase in prescription drug use overdoses has um, quadrupled, um, especially in 2014, and especially in eastern North Carolina. So this is a major problem for our eastern North Carolina folks in the counties that we cover. So um, this is a big issue that we actually need to work on. And and. Can, can, can you tell me, is there a common theme for why this increase is happening? What do you hear? Um, what we're hearing, because um, we actually do surveys in our schools every other year, because um, we mainly focus a lot with our teen population, is that, um, and we're finding that we need to educate about sharing prescription drugs, or that sometimes um, there's an over-prescribing um, so we try to educate our doctors. So um, writing over prescriptions of those prescription drugs. Um, and so what's happening is that when people get addicted to prescription drugs, a lot of times they're turning to heroin or other opiate drugs um, because they cannot afford the prescription drugs anymore. So we need to educate um, our doctors and our, and our um, community about um, utilizing prescription drugs or even when parents to educate them about monitoring their kids. Um, say you're going to get your wisdom teeth taken out and you get prescription drugs. So we need to monitor those kids that are using the, that medication. Right, and you're, are you, you're probably seeing this across, yeah, uh, you're seeing it across the board as far as, you know, all ages. I mean, it's not just confined to our teenagers. It's, you know, young no, adults. No, this is all ages, yes. We're seeing a rise in overdoses or ER visits uh, within our older population. And let me ask you, this is a, because uh, Sabrina and I have taken this cause on and we were working, we want to do a drug summit, but what one of the things you said is you've seen an, an over-prescribing, so you're working with the medical community. It, how, how's the medical community, or strike that, what are you doing to work with the, with the medical community and how do they react to being told perhaps they're uh, over-prescribing medicine? Um, we know that um, a lot of folks suffer from chronic pain management. So what we are doing is working with um, the Governor's Institute on Substance Abuse, North Carolina Governor's Institute on Substance Abuse Prevention, 
and they offer um, courses um, that sometimes give you um, um, credits for our physicians to attend and learn how to properly manage chronic pain management um, without trying to overprescribe. And then we also try to make sure, because North Carolina has a registry where doctors can go in and check to make sure that um, a person isn't what we call doctor shopping, going from one doctor to another doctor to obtain medication. So we just want to educate our, our physicians and um, their offices on how to use that system and maybe designate a person in their office to check um, every patient that comes in. So we're trying to make sure that that gets out and that um, they are aware of that system. Right. Do you, do you have an advocate? Um, is, there a, or is there a local doctor or advocate that, that is in the medical profession who's working with you to go into doctor's offices and teach them? Because I, I don't think a lot of times, you know, these doctors are wonderful. They're out there using the cutting-edge technology. They're working, they're, they're working their tuchuses off. They see a million patients out there. And, you know, when people come in with chronic pain, you know, they're just trying to make them better. Um, a lot of times they don't, off, they don't see, and I don't know if they know, that the back end of that is when the, when the insurance runs out or when um, the, when the need, you know, a, alleged need for the pills are no longer there. These people are addicts. I don't, see, I don't think the doctors really, really see that. It, are you working with any practices to, to try and, uh, or anybody that you can t talk about trying to uh, teach them about this? Yeah, not at the present time, but we are definitely looking for an advocate that we can use because we know that physicians talk to other physicians, which is great, which is your peers. So, yeah, we are definitely trying to build our um, capacity and to have someone um, in that role. All right, tell tell me this: we we want to have you, we want to have you and the other folks on when when the weather's not so bad, and do a full interview with you, and because it's just, I mean, this is this is a cause. We're not. I've, I'm tired as an attorney of, of sitting there having 90% of my people um, having preventable crimes is what I'd call it. They're preventable. They're just they're drug addicts, not by their well, I guess by their choice, but then they're not criminals. They're they're drug addicts. And um, right. tell us tell us tell us, a, tell us a little bit about your organization, website, phone numbers, and right. some of the How resources. People, I'm I'm curious too, um, Felicia. Is do you have a resource that you know, if parents think their kids might be musing or misusing or, or you know, if yes, kids, yes, kids have, out um, there, they can reach you? information on our website. Okay. Um, you can check us at um, ccsap.org. And we also have um, two Facebook pages because we do use um, some youth to do advocacy for us, like advocating for policy uh, with underage drinking and prescription drug use. So we have a Facebook page, CCSAP, and then a Facebook page for our youth, which is S-A-C-H-E, that stands for Substance Abuse Prevention Helps Everyone. So those are two avenues that you can uh, reach us on. And then you can also reach us at our phone number, which is 252-649-1615. 1615. Great. 1615. Um, We're going to, everybody listening out there, we are going to um, have the website and the Facebook page information and the phone number up on our website. So if you didn't get that information, go to uh, talknewburn.net, and we will have all of uh, CSAP's uh, information up there because I think it's really important, and we want to 
get these resources out there and let people know there are resources out there. They're not alone. They need help. We can get them help. Also, too, if you, you need an education program in your school, in your church, I assume you're willing to come and do these programs as well? Yes, we are. And then we, in Craven County, we have a task force that meets every fourth Thursday. Um, so the next meeting, I think, is February 28th at the Newburn High School at 3 o'clock p.m. Well, what kind of a, I mean, is, is, is that a mandatory thing or students voluntarily go to that? What is it? Um, we have um, a student that actually comes to, but these are a, other agencies within Craven County and organizations that come together to help provide um, activities um, regarding underage drinking or prescription drug use. So we may do an activity in the school, such as a prom, a prom pledge, so that they pledge that they're going to remain sober. We may, may do some... Um, activities out in the Newburn area setting up a display so that we can educate about who we are and what we do. We also do fundraisers, so we're looking for volunteers. So if you're wanting to join our coalition to help with this issue, then that's where we meet um, the fourth Thursday of every month, which uh, that information is also on our website. So February 28th, Newburn High School at 3 o'clock. Yes. Can, can, uh, can Sabrina and I come down? I want to come down. Uh, yes. I don't know what Sabrina's schedule is. She's packed solid, but I've put that down on my little yellow piece of paper here. And You're in trouble, Felicia. No, not in trouble. <laughs> now you got the mouth of the South. I'll be there. No, I think, it, I think it's important that we as a community step up and get involved. You know, it's the same thing in any problem in our community, whether it's political problems or it's economic problems or, or drug-related problems. We sit around and talk about it, and then we don't do anything. So, so we we're, we're actually trying to do any do something. That correct date is February twenty fifth. February two five. Yeah, two five. Okay. Well, awesome. uh, let me tell you, Sabrina. You know, we've we've got political problems. We've got economic problems. We, whatever these problems are, we're gonna not have a society to have these problems in if this drug epidemic keeps oh, going absolutely. the way it is. absolutely. I think it's probably this, at this the forefront new, of what we need to... This new crap fentanyl that's coming out, um, one, or I think they say two, two pieces of this fentanyl the size of a grain of salt can kill a human being. Yes, Fentanyl is so toxic and potent. The two. Why do they give it to? What's the? What do they, they, they use do, it for? They use it as a. You know, the it, it started out what's as the a, legal use. The legal use for fentanyl is only for terminal cancer patients to get oh. through to their pain. The drug cartels soon found out that people were willing to buy fentanyl because it's like a hundred times more powerful as a pain reliever than heroin. So the drug cartels took them about six months to learn how to make this crap, and now they're flooding our streets. This week, I think it was in Michigan or Ohio, 23 people with a bad dose of this stuff from, uh, from, um, from China took wow. it and right there on the spot took the stuff, 23 people dead from this fentanyl stuff. Mm. We're not going to have, if the kids are on drugs, if, you know, and this isn't, oh, going and smoking a little weed and, 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 and passing out and, and mun getting your munchies. This is debilitating, life-threatening life-threatening yeah. drugs that's gonna that is you should see this the the if you could go over to the courthouse from the parents to the judges to the police officers to the attorneys everybody's sick of it i'm going to be there on february 25th at newburn high school at three o'clock um are you working with law enforcement at all yes um we do have law enforcement at our table um we have uh, working coalitions in all of our counties so in craven yes we do have law enforcement that comes to our meeting 
Well, what what we had uh, our wonderful elected sheriff Jerry Monette on here, and sh and Sheriff Monette feels you know largely largely the way we feel about this problem. He's and we're we're going to be putting together. Um, like I said, a drug summit coming here in Newburn, hopefully, um, hopefully before the summertime when everybody takes off. Um, but we're we're gonna um, try to coordinate you with uh, other people with resources. What what do you need? What kind of resources are you looking for? Uh, we are always looking for volunteers to help. Um, we usually help the law enforcement um, promote their um, biannual drug um, drop off which um, the next one is scheduled for April 30th of this year, and that's usually from 10 to 2, where people can come and drop off their medications, um, uh, whether it's over-the-counter or prescription medications, with no questions. Um, so we're looking for volunteers to help us probably um, do that. Um, any events that we have that we're promoting our organization or trying to get the education out in the communities, we're always looking for volunteers to help us um, to do that. We also have the permanent drop um, boxes that are located in the sheriff's department and the police department where people can go at any time to drop their medications off. So we're just trying to get that information out and educate about how to get these prescription medications off the, off the street or um, the set up um, in the communities while they're having festivals or any events to educate our population also. Yeah, and one of the things to know is, and it'll strike a lot of you people at home as as just um, as odd, but go, go through your medicine cabinet today. If you see old Percocets, old painkillers, old old pills that, that are just sitting there, guess what? Those That prescription medicine is gold to some people whether you have children who, who might just be tempted or grandchildren there it's you know everybody in school knows that this stuff's going on and maybe they're maybe they're not you know drug addicts maybe they just go oh it's just a harmless pill because my grandparents and my parents have it in their in their medicine cabinet how can it be bad now this isn't grabbing a beer out of your parents refrigerator when you're 16 and running off and trying it in the woods with your friends nobody's going to get addicted to beer after one you know stolen beer you will get addicted to these Percocets. This is what's happening. Honestly, understand the scope of the problem. Go through your drug cabinet today. Right, and don't flush those medications, but bring them to those permanent drop locations and um, get rid of them. Yeah, where, where is that located again? What's the permanent drop location? Um, there is one in the police, the Newburn Police Department, and there's also one in the Sheriff's Department in Craven County. Um, okay. The locations are also on our website. It'll um, okay. have a, um, a tab that says um, permanent drop locations. So in any county um, that we cover, you can find out where those locations are. That's awesome. And if someone already has an addiction and they want to talk to you about rehab, they can call you at 252-649-1618. Yes, and we'll share with them some resources. We do have people that um, sit at our table that um, provide resources for that. Awesome. Well, this is great. Felicia, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, no you, problem. You, you I'm know, sorry this is, that um, the weather permitted me from being there. But that's okay, but you're still here, so that's important. You're getting the message out, and that's what we're about here at City Talk is getting the message out and uh, letting people know what's out in the community because these, you know, again, we – think this is probably one of the number one issues in our community. It's a game changer in our country. It really in our country, in our city, in our county, and, and we really want to bring everybody together and start 
working with each other so we can eliminate this. We can do it one by one. We can do this. And I know it's a, yeah. it's a big nut to crack, but I'm sure together we can, we can fight this. All right. Hey, I'm going to be, I'm, I'll be at the, Oh, I'll give you the last word in a second. I'm going to be there February 25th at the high school at three o'clock. Uh, hopefully you will, as soon as the weather gets better, um, a couple weeks, uh, we'll have you back on if you can, if you agree to that. I will. Well, that would be great. We'd love to have you and some of the other people from your staff. And uh, we're working with the uh, Sun Journal. We're going to hope hopefully work with the other media sources such as TV and radio and really bring everybody in and get the word out. That's the most important thing. There are resources out there, and we want to get the word out. So, Felicia, thank you so much. I hope you have a great weekend. You stay warm and, and, and safe and um, have a great day, okay? Okay. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, you know what? This, I, I could have done important. a whole hour with her. It's, it's, I know it's hard talking on the phone because I like to look at people and, and engage them. But you can see that the, there, there's people out there who recognize this. And let's just get them together, organize right. them, and move forward. Right. And, you know, we, we have talked to Randy Foster. Randy, I know you listen to us. Um, we're, we're trying to get on this. we got to get all the pieces to the puzzle. And, you know, what, what we'd like to do in the community, and, again, call us, reach out to us if you want to get involved in this. Uh, we want to bring together resources such as police department, sheriff's department, groups like um, CSAP who've got a whole task force of resources. Bring them together, the newspaper, the TV, the radio. Um, bring some community leaders together and facilitate a great discussion about drugs in our community, but also not leave that room until we have some action steps and we have some things that we can do when we leave that room other than just talk about it because I am so sorry I'm so tired of talking about everything here lately. Hey, what 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 do you know about the governor's instant uh, institute or on uh, substance abuse prevention? I mean, I don't know, but we certainly want to. We want to hook into all of that. I mean, this is a new world for me, and I'm I'm willing to say that I know very little about it. You know, and that's the problem I think with most people in our society today. If it doesn't impact me, I don't need to know about it. And well, we, one of the you things never you know because you never know. It may impact you. We just don't. You know. know what? And I'll tell you how it impacts you. You're always saying that you know it's really hard to find good good. Um, predictable employees well, you know one of the reasons why you can't find good predictable right, employees they're on drugs you're absolutely right and and it's i'm not just saying oh the kids is running around they're on the <laughs> drugs no this is this is the kids everybody's on drugs you go out in craven county pills are rampant and it's affecting our workforce tangibly yeah and you know i just i get denny booker was on here last last week with a, a story about one of his guys who got hooked on heroin mm -hmm. um within a matter of two weeks. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's it, it's out there. You know, we have our blinders on, but it is out there, and I'm willing to use my energy and my passion to step up and try to bring groups together to see if we can somewhat solve it. And, and like I said, we are never going to – this problem is rampant. But if we could save one life, if we could help one – set of parents to not have this nightmare, then I think it'll be worth it. So I'm willing to, to step up and, you know, continue to reach out to us, go on our Facebook page, go on our website, send us an email, get involved, and we're going we're gonna to make it go. But uh, we're coming right back with more talking about Newburn. So get a cup of coffee, and we'll be right back. And we are back live on City Talk. I just got a uh, WMBU 94.1, phone number 252-633-4243. 
4243. Uh, just got a text message from my beautiful wife, Nicole, listening at home with the kids. She said, uh, make sure to say hi to the kids and thanks for listening. Hi to all of the, I'm sure that, you know what, I'm sure that since they don't have school today, every Craven County teenager is listening <laughs> to us this morning. Well, shout out, shout Were out. that relevant? Yeah, and shout out to my sister because she's always listening to us. And she made a very good point. She texted me and she said, you know, this drug issue is not only about the kids, it's about adults too. There's a lot of young adults and older adults, again, because they got hooked on pills that they are really struggling. So, I, like I said, I'm, I'm really motivated to try to get something happening. But, you know... Um, <clears throat> Lots going on in our community, as always. And um, Board can, of can I tell you one story about the Tuesday night? Yes. All right. So I'm watching. I'm watching the the election results come in, and I'm listening to this person prattle on and on. They're going on and on. It's like droning on. And I, I finally, I said, and and I hadn't been keeping up with the uh, the Democratic stuff very much. And and I said, finally, I said, Nicole, who who is that gassy old man yelling at me? And she said, uh, That's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> That that was not a good joke. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't even want to go there. You know, we talk about everything. We talk about everything here at City Talk, but I'm leaving the national level. I was level. working that I, all week. I, I just am, had, I was working I'm that all week. You, I have no right to talk about the national stuff, you know. Talk about the local stuff. I, I got a dog in that fight. I can speak intelligently to it, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay away with that. But I thought I thought you, you were going to tell me that you watched the Alderman's meeting Tuesday night, so I, yeah. I, I figured that was your exciting uh, view for Tuesday night. You know, um, I, I was going to watch that, but um, what was I doing? The dog needed shampooing. <laughs> uh, I thought that would be more productive. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that was about it. Well, you know, we're, we're going to continue to stay on some of the topics that are happening in City Hall, such as, uh, you know, uh, with the lowering of the electric rates also too, you know, they'll be talking about the bond here. They're dangerous, have, dangerous, uh, dangerous. They are going to be in a uh, work session here in March and they're going to be talking about their, their bond for infrastructure and other needs. And, you know, we need to watch it closely. You know, they're talking about a four cent tax increase if they do the bond. Uh, N not sure, and I don't even want to speak to it until we know the details of it. They don't know the details. They just want money. They just want money, and then hey, they're gonna look, then. If they've got a great idea, I'm all about you. Got if a they great had a great idea, idea they would have shown it by now. Well, Here's the deal: the analogy. If you can picture in your head a monkey, a monkey um, sitting there in the forest, and then you hand it a hand grenade. That's what this board is. Oh. Hand that oh. board of aldermen a $15 million hand grenade. Not a good idea. If they'd had a good idea, Look, they would have used it by I am now. Hopeful. I am hopeful that I'm going to see leadership coming from the ranks of the board of aldermen. Not this I term. Yes, I haven't eventually. Seen it. I haven't seen it, but I hope that it will come. And, you know, leadership comes in all forms. But, darn, if you believe in something, stand up for it, work for it, get involved, try to make win-wins happen for all of the community. And, you know, but it, it'll be interesting. Economic development is going to be in the forefront. You know, the uh, tax rate is going to be in the forefront because with the reevaluation, we really need to, hopefully that information is going to be coming out any time now. And we're, we're going to be, you know, staying right on top of that, looking at that. How does that impact our citizens? And that's what, you know, this show is about. How does it impact our citizens That's every what the show is about? What is, what is the quality of life here in New Bern and Craven County? What is our elected boards via the, the aldermen and the county commissioners, the decisions that they're making that impact us? But, you know, for the most part, we go on and on, but for the most part, we live in a pretty 
great community. Absolutely. We've got great amenities, but there are a lot of people that are still hurting out there. There are a lot of issues in our minority community that need to be addressed. There's issues in our business community that need to be addressed. There's issues in our elderly community that need to be addressed. And you know, that doesn't happen overnight, but we need to keep our pulse on it. And what I think that we're doing through City Talk is we're just providing um, another opinion. And whether agree, disagree, it's another opinion. And it's good that we have another opinion because what I've seen from this Board of Aldermen since they've taken over is there's no no back and forth. They're kind of all in lockstep, and there's no good debate about the issues. And I think that the citizens need to hear all sides. They need to know the backup story. They need to know what really motivates somebody to vote yes or no. That's why I was always, um, you know, on Mayor Outlaw when he was an alderman because he would vote no and never tell you why. He I didn't know why. You know, well, th- that's could the thing. Could have been gas. It could have been anything. Like, well, wait a no second. Is just you know, I don't have a yes. problem with anybody voting no. I've voted no in my time. But if you're going to vote no, state your reason so that the citizens understand where your vote is coming from. Just as if you're going to vote yes. Know why you're voting yes. Is this good? Is it bad? I see it as a way to save money for citizens. Whatever it is, I think it's important that 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 is stated and that we know what our officials are doing in any realm that they're in. You know, of course, locally, you have more control. You see them in the grocery store and you can say, hey, why did you vote that way? We, they're still doing that to you know, me. It's very, yeah, that's true. They're doing that to me, too. I get these phone calls like, can you help me? And um, I feel bad that I can't help them. Uh, but, you know, we've got lots of good things going on. I think there's still hope and uh, hope and change, you know. Yes, Mrs. Obama? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I want to make... I still believe good things can happen in this community. There could be good vision, and hopefully, you know, our board of aldermen and our city officials will do that. And once again, as I do many times when I'm on this radio, I invite the mayor, I invite the board of aldermen, I invite our city manager and our department heads to come here and give us the facts, talk about what's going on in our community, because there's, you know, we're not attacking anybody, we're just telling it like it is, and we're giving another, uh, you know, Opinion. I think it's really interesting that I think had Mr. Trump and all of this different wave of politicians, Mr. Sanders, uh, Senator Sanders as well, had had this election three or four years ago, we'd be in a different situation. People wouldn't feel so bad that we are talking about somebody or that we are telling it like it is. And you know, I, I think that's the wave of the future. Now, you know, I do think Mr. Trump goes off on the deep end, and he's not, uh, he has lack of civility, and I think it's important. You can tell somebody they're wrong. You could tell somebody you don't like what they're doing. You can state the facts and show that that person made an inaccurate statement without being ugly to somebody. I think that that I think that that is possible. Well, I've never figured out how to do that yet, but I know in theory that that is is (laughs) So did you go to the Donald Trump school of uh, knowing how to tell it? (laughs) I don't don't know where I got it. I don't know where I got it, but, you know, I know in theory that you're absolutely correct that you don't have to be Trump-esque like that. And and I'd really like to take a course on how not being that blunt. Right. But, you know, and I'll and I'll try. Um, Bernie Sanders, for instance. Uh, Are you feeling the burn? No, he's a I nut. Feel he's burn. an absolute I feel, nut. I, I feel nut the burn. Job. I feel the he's new burn. My, he's I giving feel. away my kids' <laughs> futures. He is a nut. 
Is is that is that nice? Yeah, that was not nice. All right, then. Um, you would, uh, you know, the statement should have been, you know, I don't agree with his politics, and therefore I couldn't support. Somebody Let me try like it that. again. So then Let <laughs> me try it again. I'll. Tr- I do not agree <laughs> with that nutty old man's politics. Is that better? Um, you're getting there, but you're not there yet. <laughs> the right in spine <laughs> falls mainly on the plane. Thank you. I'm like Eliza Doolittle here. You're teaching me. That nutty old man is crazy <laughs> as heck. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I guess I don't You're know. You're teaching me, Sabrina. Maybe, Thank and you. everybody says, you know, I'm, I'm too soft. If I would get meaner, you know, I could have won the election or something like that. You know, and I think that's a... The, Let me know. give you a line right from the I don't from care. Great, I want to be who I am. The great immortal sting. That's exactly right. Be yourself no matter what they say. And I think the, it, what works for Trump is being genuine. If he gets elected because he's genuine, fine. If Bernie Sanders, who is whatever he is, he's being genuine. Hillary Clinton isn't being genuine. <laughs> you know, Rubio and Cruz, you can tell they're not genuine. Trump is genuinely what he is. Sanders is genuine. And that's why they're doing so well. They're just being genuine. They can't be anything other than what they are. Right, now, yeah. what do you got? I want to what you got, girl? Uh, uh, Hey, Notorious Bigger. Yeah. What you got, girl? I want to talk just for a few minutes, and I hope that we can do a show in about two weeks. Now, of course, next week I'm not going to be here, so uh, Denny Booker will be back with you. But um, I'm going to get somebody to call into our show and talk with us about the Connect NC bond. I am <laughs> a proponent of the bond that's getting ready to come up for vote in in March in our primary. I support it. I will stump for it. To all my friends out there who disagree with me, bring it on. I'm happy to have a one-on-one with you. But What's that me, bond? Let me tell you what the bond is. The bond is a $2 million bond package that the citizens will vote on on March 15th. And the most important thing is no tax increases will be necessary to finance the bond. The reason being that the state has strong revenue growth and we have ample debt service capacity. Now, it's two million dollars. Two billion. Oh, billion. Let me. You know, this this bond is going to go to finance things that will impact Craven County. It's across the state. I'm a big proponent of it, of course, because of my connection to East Carolina and to all my um, pirate alumni out there. East Carolina will receive ninety million dollars, and this ninety million dollars will go to a life science and biotech building, which is at the forefront of our engineering school and things that we're doing at East Carolina. We are impacting the military and other people with all this energy at East Carolina, and I'm excited about it. With that being said, it will impact Craven Community College. Craven Community College will get a building in Havelock, and will get building infrastructure in the Newburn campus. So it's going to impact us here in the community. It's going to Im- impact all of Eastern North Carolina. It's going to impact parks and some other um, facilities. It's going to help with some infrastructure needs that are, you know, pretty desperately needed throughout our state. So, again, with that being said, the detractors and the people who are not for the bond, they're like, no debt is good debt. You know, they they don't want the, our state to have any debt. They feel like it, it saddles the future generations. What if we get in trouble? We can't pay it. Well, I'm going to give you an analogy that that kind of explains what this is. It's like a when we go out and we want to buy a house, it's our infrastructure. 
and we go out, we don't have the money, but we have the capacity to borrow because we go to work, we get a paycheck, we have whatever assets, and the bank gives us the money to buy the house. And we have to pay that debt. And sometimes it's over 30, 40 years, whatever the length of your mortgage is, you may have had to refinance that mortgage. But you pay it over a lifetime, and it's a debt that, that you incur. And it's a good debt because it provides you with a home. That's the way I look at this infrastructure. You know, that's, I never thought this. about it that I'm way. Not, that's, actually, that's actually good. Uh, you know, it's not going to increase our taxes, but it is that we have the capacity to borrow. So our state's in good financial shape. Our state auditor and our state treasurer have come on board saying this is good. You know, the state treasurer, Janet Cowell, who's a Democrat, has agreed with the governor and his bond committee that this we have the capacity to borrow and pay back the debt. So why would we not do this to help our infrastructure? Now, I will tell you, because I'm a fiscal conservative, if they had come out and said, look, you're going to have to pay two cents more in taxes or whatever, and this is some of the issue with the city that I'm not happy with because it will raise taxes, then I would be against it. But if we can borrow within our capacity of what we make, again, using the comparison of, you know, you, you, you have a job, you make a salary, you have income, and you buy or you do based on what that income level is and what you can pay back. That's what we've done with this bond. So if you're hearing friends and neighbors, oh, you, you that's the state money, bond. Whatever. That is the state bond she's talking correct. about. I'm right talking now. about the state bond. We I need for you to support this. And, and move it forward. Approximately two-thirds of this Connect NC bond will go to fund critical improvements in higher education, including capital projects that focus on STEM education, career readiness, medical science, and business for the 17 UNC campuses, uh, as well as 58 community colleges in our state. Projects supported by the bond span from the mountains to the coast and include investments in both rural communities and urban communities. So it's it's spread across the the you know spread across our state, which I think is a really really good thing. And and again, there are detractors out there. I'm sure people could talk me down in a minute. But at the end of the day, if we don't invest in our crumbling infrastructure, whatever wherever it is, whatever it is, you know whatever it is. How are we going to grow? How are we going to move forward and do better? Is it better just to sit with the money in the bank and do nothing? It was funny, but somebody told me this a long time ago and said, you know, when they put you in the ground, they just throw money. They just throw dirt in your face. They don't throw money. So, you know, I mean, if and that's we can the, do it, then I think we the, should. And, and that's differentiate that with the city bond. The city bond is going to be funded by a five-cent tax increase, and the city people, the Board of Aldermen, have no distinct projects they want to do uh with with that money um they just don't and they have 50 what how much in in the general fund 50 percent general fund now yeah so city. the city here's what here's what dane and this board have done they've created the mayor who's that go ahead um, <laughs> they've, they've created fake problems by 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 hoarding money over in the in the general fund so they've hoarded a bunch of money now they're saying our infrastructure is crumbling now we need a bond so uh, the mayor which he always did when I was in office, he would try and create these fake problems to which he had the only answer, and he'd ride in, he'd ride in on a white uh, on a white horse. Most of the time, I said, "Sit down, Dana, bring it in for a land," and that's nuttiest, that's right. nutty, nutty idea. So this board has bit along. They they've hoarded money away in the bank. 
plenty of money to do projects. Now he's going, well, we don't have any money. We need to. We need five-inch pipes, four-inch pipes, six-inch pipes. And so they want all these pipes, pipes, pipes. And so they, they so don't bad. have money. No, it's true. Now he's going to ride in on his white donkey and save the day. Well, it's nutty. It's nutty, and he was going to increase your taxes by 5%. Dana, it, it, where, where does Mr. Out, Mayor Outlaw get these ideas? You can almost hear... It is true. Acme School of Mayoring. Hello. I think it's important that people who are listening right now, I'm getting back to this North Carolina bond because we need to pass it. But I just wanted to differentiate North Carolina versus a city bond because they're two very different animals. We need to pass this. And, you know, since the the last bond was 15 years ago in, in 2000, we had a bond to upgrade our state's infrastructure. Since 2000, the state of North Carolina has grown by... Two million people. So again, you know, we have some of the best universities in the country. Oh heck in, yeah! In, in our in our system. Also, too, and of course, East Carolina. Of course, you know, I have to woo woo. Go. But, what are they? The go pirates. Pirates. I Arg. forgot about that. You hadn't said uh, and, it in two minutes. And also, too, you know, our community college. Our community colleges are economic development drivers in each of the counties. Look what Craven. Community College does for job readiness and training what STEM buildings and things that have done in Havelock and will continue to do with the with the monies from this bond um, for FRC East and getting jobs for people in that situation. I will tell you here locally in Craven County, the Chamber of Commerce has endorsed supporting this bond. The um, the uh, Board of Trustees of Craven Community College have endorsed this bond. I will tell you that the Board of Visitors at East Carolina University have endorsed this bond. So if you want, I, I'll put some information up on our website, but uh, I get the little signal. And we Governor need, McCrory's endorsed it. Well, yeah, but he can't stump for it. That's that's He the cannot? Way, no, he cannot, but, he, you know, he, he put this out there. Anyway, we are going to break right now. We'll be right back to wrap it up. Oh, I will never stop believing, Sabrina. That was the song. I will never, ever, ever stop believing. Just got a uh, just got a text from my lovely wife who's sitting at home saying, please take the D-Trump class from Sabrina and learn how to be a good Southern boy. And I'm working on it. I am. I'm, I'm working on it. I got a lot. I, you you know, got, did you get like, an email from Melvin Cooper? I did. I got, I got, I got an email, and I just, you know, great comment from one of our great listeners. Drugs have been an evil in the black community for years, but as you said, if it wasn't impacting you or others from your community, there wasn't a need to be concerned. There's a lot of males and females in jail because of their addiction to drugs. Let and, me, let me respond to that. And he's right on. And you let me ahead. respond to that. You're absolutely right. That, the, you know, when you go to jail, as some of us in this room. I'm the only one raising my hand, have been, you will see that 90% of the people in there are, are African-American and uh, the, whoever that listener or was who wrote that in. Yeah, now this, now this uh, problem's impacting uh, across racial divides. Uh, and yeah, it's time to, it should have been time a long time ago to recognize it. We're recognizing it now and going forward, we need everybody's help. Hey, uh, what else did you want to talk about? Nothing. I just want to wrap up. We've talked about so many things today. I'm going to put the um, the Connect NC Bond information on our website. If you have any questions, reach out to us and talk to us. We've had a powerful day with Felicia Fowler from CSAP talking about uh, what they do in this community. More, more to come on the Drug Summit. We've talked about, again, our great friend Tommy Moore. Just absolutely love him. But I want to say this weekend, it's My the, salivary glands are morning. Yeah, I hear you. They're uh, morning right now. Uh, this weekend is the um, New Bern Preservation Foundation 
antique annual antique show that's been going on for years at the convention center. That's it's where I met Nicole, by the way. All all the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, they'll they'll be there, and it's great. They have all kinds of programs and stuff, and of course, the Preservation Foundation, great organization. Get out and support them. Be a great thing. And you know, it's Valentine's Day on Sunday, so I hope you're going to do something absolutely fabulous for your wife. Valentine's what? I heard. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, I heard Valentine's a great. Who? I heard a great story from my husband yesterday. He told me that. Uh, in his spin class, they talked about spin class. Yeah, Are you kidding that's me? That's why he looks good I, and I oh, look he, bad. But he looks anyway, great in those Let me tights. tell this story really oh, good, really quickly. In that, uh, everybody was talking about getting their significant other's Valentine's Day card, and one of the the people in the class said, her and her husband, what they do is they go into the store and they look at cards, and then they come back and. They hand each other the cards and then they put them back on the shelf. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. That's what happens. What? When, that's what happens when you're married all these years. You know, she picks out one. He picks out one. They say, "Hey, look at this. Look at this." They read them and then they put them back. So it's their sentiment there. I think it's great. But what love I've, is not dead. What I've got to say in closing out is, you know, love somebody today. Love somebody this weekend. Really? Whether it's your significant other, your wife, your spouse, your your um children your grandparents your friends love somebody it's the time we should love everybody you know as far as i'm concerned with steve valentine's day it's is like every, woodstock in is here every now. day i don't expect flowers i don't expect a card because it's it's every day for me and i don't want to have to have a holiday to to feel the love so if you're out there today feel the love for not only people but feel the love for our community get involved make something good happen so that's that's what i'm going to end on today a good note make something good happen we've got about a minute to i'm close. like the grinch my my heart just grew three sizes, three <laughs> sizes. that was i feel like fala, fala. i feel like one of those what are the shrimp uh, the who's my my heart has grown three sizes three sizes well hey I'm no, weeping. We need a lot of Roses love. is red, honey. Violets you know, is blue. Th- it, w- I saw something on Facebook today, you know, Einstein's letter to his daughter, the, the theory of relativity, and he reduced it to the fact that what's relative is love. And that if we can't love one another and we can't show love for others, you know, there's nothing. So yeah. anyway, love somebody this weekend. You know why we talk? Get out. We, we talk. Because, because we, we love. love everybody. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope everybody stay, stay stays safe and warm. If it's icy out there, be careful driving. It's always a pleasure to be here and talk about <laughs> Newburn. We love to talk. This is City Talk Live with Lee and Sabrina. So everybody, have a great weekend. Last last word. We'll Lee. see you on the sidewalk. We'll see you on the sidewalk. Everybody, have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. <laughs>